game time. You're listening to the House League Heroes podcast with your hosts, Riley Barton and Tanner Chuby. Follow the guys on Instagram at underscore Riley Barton underscore and Tanner C-H-U-B-E-Y. Welcome back to the House League Heroes podcast, episode five. I'm joined again from uh, Tanner here. Happy, happy Victoria Day, everyone. I hope you all had a good long weekend. Riley, I don't know, uh, telling me a little bit about your weekend, man. How'd it go? Yeah, I was in one the whole weekend. We had terrible weather down in uh, Alberta here. Rained sideways for the past couple days, but you know what? We still had a good time, so. That's good. That sounds right on course for Alberta. Rain, snow, whatever. Anything but sunshine and heat. Exactly. Yeah, no, long weekend was good. Nice to to rest a little bit it's gonna be i get my wisdom teeth pulled on wednesday all four of them so kind of i've been chowing down on a lot of food before i (laughs) never allow to eat again yeah exactly i'm stockpiling my system um apparently they're knocking me out though so getting some good stuff hopefully to take home um (laughs) you know what i mean so uh yeah usually we record sunday uh, the weekend kind of threw wrench into plans and boy what a difference a week makes because we have missed a lot of stuff to talk about um, with Siri I mean last episode we were just talking about the playoff starting there's already two series done we'll try and go through every series as in-depth and quickly as we can so let's start with the first series that ended the Colorado Avalanche sweeping the St. Louis Blues when Ryan O'Reilly said they were just going to have some fun and take the series. What did you think? <laughs> yeah, you know what? Avalanche, they look ready to go right now. Rantanen is on fire. He's not letting up on his regular season productivity. And I am surprised that they swept, but I'm also not surprised that they swept. St. Louis just weren't ready for it, I guess. They really weren't. They couldn't handle the heat. And I remember in one of our classes i did a speech i feel like i've mentioned this on here before but i did a speech on why mckinnon was the best player in the world and then i backtracked it after this season watching mcdavid and then but i think i think there's two mckinnons there's a playoff one and there's a regular season one the playoff one is just an absolute machine he just doesn't stop um yeah the abs look good everyone is rolling it was nice as a former blackhawk seeing brandon sod do really good for them deep in the lineup i think don't think we can talk about the series without talking about the cadre suspension no not at all <laughs> eight games the league threw the book at him and per- rightfully so i mean yeah, the guy has not learned his lesson obviously i don't know what it is with cadre there's something in playoffs that just flips in his brain where he knows he needs to make big hits but has no regard for anyone else when he does it and it shows every almost every time he's in a good situation well, and what a needless hit, too. What, it was like 3-1 in that game. I yeah. I don't even recall the puck being near Falk at that point, or it was gone off a stick or something. Yeah, but, man, just, it. oh, my God, just a pointless hit. The third time he's been suspended in the past four postseasons in the first round. Yeah, I, it's, I mean. it's They've been bad, too. Every single one has been pretty bad, so. I think it was his last year in Toronto. They suspended him. It wasn't even like a set amount of games. It was just like he's done the rest of the series. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that before. <laughs> They're just like he the needs to just... go home and relax for a minute before he comes back. Yeah, and I mean the Avs are deep enough. They can they can handle it well without him. But man, 
if you're an NHL team looking at this and you see this guy, he's not getting better. Is he? He's almost more a, li- a liability because it's like, well, we can't even bank that you're going to be here for half our, our postseason. Yeah, and that's the hardest part. You need guys like Kadri on your team in the playoffs. He's a grinder, and he goes in the tough yeah. spots. And you need you can't lose someone like that, especially in like oh. at this with this much hype that you have right now. You need everyone putting it in work. And don't get me wrong, I love Nazem Kadri. He is a hell of a hockey player. He's really good. I remember last year in the bubble, he was one of their best forwards, arguably maybe their best behind McKinnon. But you need to be able to play the games and keep your emotions in check. Playoff hockey, like you said, gets intense, but you got to be able to keep it in line. And let's see if this is the time he learns his lesson. Yeah. <laughs> on, on the blue side of things, though, I... In terms of what they do from here, um, I mean, Hoffman's contract's up. I don't know if they even bring him back. It seemed like the relationship was kind of iffy iffy there throughout the season. I mean, he was a healthy scratch at points. But I, if you're the Blues, I kind of look at their roster, and do you kind of maybe just not touch anything? Try and maybe one more time come back? I think you could definitely make some moves, um, but... They just won a cup with basically the same team, right? Obviously, you lost big pieces in Petrangelo, but he wasn't that big of a piece to where they should have been swept by the Avs two years later, right? Especially when you replaced him with Krug. Now, Krug, I don't think maybe is as good as Petrangelo in some aspects of the game, but he's a good at hockey. He's a good defenseman, right? Yes. You Solid. you should have definitely taken some games. So, I don't know. It'll be neat to see where the Blues go. Um, in terms of, like, their cap and players they have to resign i really don't know too much um but let's see it'll be neat uh what they do next series we had was another series that wrapped up boston and washington five games boston um to be fair i think the capitals kind of just got goalied to yeah. rask was unbelievable stopped like 41 or like i don't know it was close to 40 shots around there in the last game crazy and the big guns stepped up for boston capitals just couldn't find any offense and uh what a close series that was even for five games man those games were fun to watch they were close they were physical and neither team really wanted to give it an inch what did you think of the series honestly i i'm usually one to bet on boston as much as i don't like the team i usually do bet on boston and this year i just didn't think they were gonna be able to do it but no washington didn't look up to par um in the net it was a fun series Mark Schott had a hell of a series. Pasternak, that goal that he scored the other night was beautiful. Oh, outstanding. Boston moves on. That's my first bad prediction of the year. <laughs> <laughs> that, well, I've got some ones that are looking iffy later on. I really liked the the handshake lineup with Chara. Yeah, that was uh, cool. You can still tell. You can tell he's still kind of close with a lot of those guys. I mean, he was there practically his whole career. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that was a, that was a cool touching moment to see we'll stick in the east division currently right now it is a 2-2 series between the penguins and the islanders it's 2-1 penguins right now in second intermission uh i don't know how much you've watched the series right there that's the thing with the first round there's so many games going on all the time and they're all right next to each other it's hard to catch everything but there's been some exciting games in this one man there was there was that one game that went back and forth the islanders climbed back three times until the penguins finally took it in the end but it's been close and uh skilled series it's a good one it's not islanders didn't start the series off playing islanders hockey and it made it a little bit more fun to watch than it normally is um they they brought up sorokin the other night and 
they won with him. Clearly, they needed a little mix-up, so that looks good. And I haven't watched too much besides that, though. Just I watched the last, I think, the first game and the last one. So I don't. I w- didn't get a chance to check Twitter before the game started. Did was Sorokin in net again? I'd imagine so. If they, yes, I believe so. I'm watching. Yeah, it right now. so I'm trying to tell if yeah, it's Sorokin. Malkin, I think, scored Malkin today. Scored. He scored a nice one. Um, and then Bavillier scored a goal. But I and saw that goal. That goal was nice. That was very nice. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I don't know who the defender was, but just bounced right off him and kept going. It was all three. He literally just they let him go. Three of those. <laughs> yeah. The pens. I don't know what they were doing, but. Uh, I think we both kind of predicted this being a tight series. From what I remember, I had seven. I think you had six. Uh, not to, yeah. not exactly sure, but um, it's definitely lived up to it. The the hype and how about uh, we have to give credit to Nassau Coliseum. How fun is that crowd? <laughs> Man, I would love to be there right now. Like I miss fans so much, and just that atmosphere just looks great. I, I miss that stuff. It's it's so close. We're getting jabs going out. I got my my first one Friday. Nice. I think you got your first one a bit ago, hey? Yeah, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, Alberta was pretty well ahead of us there. Like yeah. 12-year-olds were getting it by the time 20, <laughs> 20-year-olds could get it. So, But whatever. Uh, they're they're coming out now, and hopefully, hopefully fans are back in the stands soon here. And it looks like there will be a game in the one of the Canadian series, hopefully, if it gets that far. Yeah, that would be a nice little bonus for everyone. We'll hop back over to the West. We've got the Wild and Golden Knights. The the Wild kind of shook everyone up, taking Game One, that one nothing um, win in overtime. Yeah. I believe it was Erickson Eck that scored. I think we watched that live on the show. Yes. When it happened, or it was just after. And since then, Vegas has kind of bounced back and played like Vegas should be playing. And I think tonight's Game Five. Uh, Minnesota has to win to stay alive. What have you? This has kind of been the one series I haven't been following as much. It's just with so many, it's the games are later too with work and everything. I'm usually in bed pretty early. So, uh, what have what have your thoughts? Talbot has been unreal this series, saving them games big time. But besides that, Kaprizov's been nice for Minnesota, but they, I'm, it's kind of tough for Minnesota right now. I think. Because they could definitely do this, but they I think they lost that momentum that they should have had in the first game. Maybe they can string something together if they win tonight. But honestly, I don't know. It's gonna I, I think it's gonna be done tonight or next game. So they're back in T-Mobile too. That is not gonna be an easy game. That uh, you want to talk about crowds, man? Yeah. <laughs> Vegas is they're they're back alive. They're resurrected. <laughs> they, um, they just needed a little break. They're good to go now. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I could see Vegas go, or sorry, not Vegas. I could see the Wild winning this too, like when we did these predictions. I think I said Vegas in five, but... Um, you did, yeah. The Wild are a good team, and they, they've been talking about it a lot more since they've kind of not been mediocre this year for once in their life, but that defensive core, man, it's maybe one of the most underrated in the league in terms of it doesn't get enough credit for just how well-rounded it is. Yeah. I mean, the top four of Dumba, Suter... Uh, Brodeen and Spurgeon, like yeah, that's just solid defense. Pretty solid guys you don't hear too much about. Yeah, but like all four of those guys, I I would feel comfortable throwing out there in a pinch or you know with the net empty for the other team at the end of a game, and now you could trust them, exactly. all four of them. Yeah, 
they're gonna they're gonna need those guys. They're gonna need Talbot to to keep playing the way he does, and they're gonna need some more offensive guns to step up here. Uh, I don't know Parise. I don't know. I feel like if he got injected into the lineup, he probably has played a game. I haven't followed it too closely, but I feel like he would kind of want to get back in there and prove himself because he's kind of fallen out of favor a little bit with with management and I guess his veteran role in a sense. Yeah, he's been quiet, especially this season. Um, haven't heard a lot about him. It's I've, it's always sucked that he's been injured a lot of his career at the end here, but, uh-huh. you know, he could he could help him out a lot. I think he just needs to calm down and help, help out the younger guys, keep them in check, and that's really all you can do when you're in that state. Yeah, you got to be that guiding hand for them. Good series in the West. We will move over to the Central. Uh, Carolina Hurricanes went up two nothing initially, which made <laughs> made my week until Nashville went home and took two and great great games. I can't even complain. Those overtime games were absolutely fantastic. Soros as much as much yeah Soros. It's funny though. I thought Soros was going to be the game changer, and I'll give Nashville credit. As good as Soros has been, they've been able to score some goals. Yeah, they have um, been. Say I, what you I, want, but their crowd. I know you don't love them. <laughs> has 100% been a big factor for them because they've been hyped up in Nashville. Oh, watching those games, I can't even, com- like, complain. They're awesome. They're loud. They're fun. I don't know who that was, but it was like a picture. <laughs> he had, like, a baby, and then he was gone, and he was chugging a beer with his shirt off. Sure that's was, awesome. Like, a football player or something. Like, I'm not... He, that's what it... Like, that's what it should be, yeah, right? I can, I can respect that. I just... The chance and... To be honest, the sweep in 2017 still hurts me to this day. But <laughs> this is uh, maybe getting a little bit too close for comfort for Carolina. Maybe scored. I just want to let you know the Islanders tied it up. Do we? Uh, do we know who scored the goal? Eberly. Eberly. Yeah. Former Oiler. <laughs> oh boy, the Oilers. Them right now. We we got yeah. so much to go across right now. Let's I just know. stick with Nashville and Carolina. Yeah. Uh, so two two Islanders Penguins. Carolina, do you do you maybe start worrying a little bit? I think you definitely do. They don't look as solid as they have been all year. They don't look bad, but still, when Nashville's putting up a fight like that, I know playoffs are different, and you know every year that gets proved that playoffs are a completely different animal. I think Carolina needs to step up their game big time, or else they could be in trouble. And even not for this series, going in next series, shooken from like a team like Nashville could also be a big problem. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. Nashville, thing with Nashville, too, they have that, for one, experience, and they play that lockdown hockey, right? Like, they trap the neutral zone so damn well. You, The only way you're beating them is dumping and chasing. And Which sucks. The Hurricanes the Hurricanes do it, but they just haven't been able to, to do it well against Nashville, really. Exactly. It's going to, I don't know, it's tight. I'm getting a little worried. <laughs> Carolina, please. <laughs> Don't yeah, do this don't to worry. me. Nashville, they can't go that far, can they? I'm going to try to jinx it. I do want to – yeah, yeah. Knowing them, they're going to go out and win the next two games, like <laughs> one nothing, both games. Soros is going to get 80, 80 saves <laughs> Doesn't he over have the something crazy, of... like 172 saves so far in these playoffs? Like I think that was his number. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. I'd 100% believe it. One shout-out I want to give, and I've – been saying this since the 17 series because he ate chicago alive was philip forsberg i think may be the most underrated winger in the world yeah he hasn't been talked about he he used to get a, a decent amount of media attention but 
he he's still got it, and you don't hear a lot about him at all anymore. For one, he's got the best stash in the league. That's 100%. like nine out of ten points right there. <laughs> got the best stash, but he's just he's so scary when he carries the puck through the neutral zone. He's skilled. He can pass the puck extremely well, and he gets physical too. I'd love to see what yeah. he could do when he can stay healthy and have like a true number one center on his line. Because no disrespect to Duchesne or Johansson, but they're not that guy, right? Yeah, exactly. And I think if you're Nashville, I know I said they should have sold at the deadline, but I think that's one guy you maybe hang on to because he is crazy stupid good. Yeah, 100%. I don't think I don't see them letting him go anytime soon. I think they, they're no. going to lock him up. And nor should they. Him him and Soros and Yossi. I, I mean, I think everyone else is you can move and, and touch. But big thing with Forsberg, too, he shows up in the playoffs. I think that's the one of the most underrated things about when people talk about players is what they can do in the postseason. We saw with Sam Bennett, that's probably what helped his him last so long in Calgary because whenever they did make the playoffs, he was one of their best players. Great series there uh, from two southern states, two great buildings that are always packed, which is great to see. It's been close competitive hockey. We move down to Florida where game one was absolutely nuts. So much Maybe. fun maybe the best game of the first round and since then it's kind of all been tampa bay kucherov has been a man on a mission coming back yeah he came vasilevsky's been great no remorse for anyone else he just came in and started lighting it up like he had never missed a game this kind of sparked a lot of controversy because he hadn't heard much about it throughout the year everyone knew what tampa was doing they were keeping him on ltir so it didn't count against the calf or whatever and bring him back for the playoffs what do you think about it? I, I want to hear before my yeah before I, we go at each other. <laughs> yeah, no, my opinion on this, I, I I don't think you can get mad at Tampa for doing it. It's not like they're breaking any rules and like a lot of people mm-hmm. are saying they're exploiting the rule. It's like okay, sure, it's still the NHL's problem, not theirs. Any team can do it; they're just yep. the ones doing it. Just because mm-hmm. you can do like, there's not a lot of teams out there that can put their best player, one of their best players off for the entire season and still make the playoff you tell me mm-hmm. the oilers could put mcdavid away and still have a high position like <laughs> no exactly no yeah you can't fault the tampa bay lightning for for one having the roster and the ability to do that and it's not like i think it'd be cheese maybe if it was like kutrov lied about like an injury or something yeah. or just like yeah we want you to sit all season but he was hurt he had surgery he genuinely needed the time off and well, Tampa was a top three team in the division. Why rush them back and keep your team together? If anything, the league's got to fix fix something about it. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I think I think because I feel like that'd be part of the the CBA or something, or maybe I don't know, maybe just generally with the league. But uh, I, yeah, I think that's going to be something probably talked about next time because I think some teams are pretty pretty pissed off about that. However, Kucherov, I don't know. Again, I've been so busy. I've been trying to. Keep up on Twitter. I can. I don't know if Kucherov's playing tonight because he took a mean slash from Duclair last game. Yeah, I'm not sure. I also haven't checked where he's at. Um, but what, you know, they don't really need him. <laughs> it's great to have, but yeah. as we see, they can still win games without him. I also heard. I don't know where I heard this from, and I don't know if it's true. But they were talking. Someone was talking about how Hedman's getting needs to get a surgery, but they're also gonna mm-hmm. wait till next season to do it. So that he they do the yeah, same so, thing this year. 
Yeah, so I saw this uh, per Elliot Friedman. I didn't see about like the the cap situation or whatever and the long term IR stuff, but apparently Hedman has an injury. He's playing through it right now, but the injury does require surgery this off season. Um, so if they do do that, then oh well, they're they're good enough to do it. What do you want? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I think it would it would make people even more mad too if they won again. It would just be a <laughs> absolute show yeah. on social media. Kind of shifting over toward Florida's view, are you kind of surprised or disappointed by how that I'm I'm not going to say the team, the goaltending really is what's losing them this series. Man, that's such a tough situation with Bob in there. You're paying him so much money and he's just so inconsistent it hurts because he can play well and you can see it sometimes but to me a lot of the times it just looks like he isn't trying do they buy they buy bobrovsky out this offseason hey like they that's got to be something something. they really consider yeah they need to do something they got to figure that out because they have a real team if they can get a set gold like a tandem or something Mm -hmm. so yeah mate who knows spencer Knight's starting tonight that'd be Mm -hmm. sweet if he like stonewalled tampa on his debut that would that would be a big boost for everyone maybe if you're seattle or in florida you're like what would it take for you to take bob roski off us (laughs) honestly yeah give him a big offer for it because they'll take him maybe actually maybe i don't know if you want to take him it's kind of hard yeah (laughs) very expensive goalie that's five more years that's a that's a long time i think you know what's funny though? He signed that deal like two years ago. Shea Weber, I think, has like five, four or five years left on his deal, which was signed almost a decade ago or something. Can you believe they had those like thirteen-year contracts? That, yeah, that was crazy. Sorry, there's an injury. Oh boy, live injury update. It's Wallstrom, I think. He's. It looks like he's holding his uh, his crotch. <laughs> I think he he might got a got a stick to the nuts or something. Who would who would stick him to the nuts on? It looked like it was not on purpose. They kind of just went to the boards weird together Uh, in the corner. Well, here's to Wallstrom's gonads, and let's hope he comes back (laughs) healthy and well. Um, Still 2-2? It is still 2-2, eight minutes in the third. I think, yeah, Leafs and Habs are still at 2-1. Lots, so much hockey, it's hard to to keep up. Yeah, we're just, I got eight screens up right now, just (laughs) watching everything. I saw a picture, and like... I hope one day we we get to do this at like, you know, at Sports and TSN they have like the watch room or something, and it's literally just a wall of screens. Yeah, it's beautiful. Every game, it's cool. I don't know. That's pretty. That's the dream right there. Yeah. So yeah, Florida Tampa. Uh, I don't. I wasn't surprised that Tampa looks like they're gonna walk away with this, but who knows? Spencer Knight could be the game changer. We'll see where it goes. I think they've started. They are, and it's one nothing Tampa in the second. Moving now to the north division we'll start with uh let's go let's go halves and leaves first they're on the tv right now it's 2-1 leaves that game one the i think the biggest story coming out of that was Tavares, the the need of the head i did want to talk about that for sure prayers to Tavares right now and his family mm-hmm. and stuff because my god that was like that was scary i didn't even see it i was talking with my mom when the play yeah. happened, all of a sudden, I just heard, oh, Tavares is down on the ice. And I didn't even see him laying down. When I turned back to the TV, it was when the trainers were trying to lift him up or whatever. And then he went unconscious, and with blood running down his head, I was like, holy smoke, someone's got to – they got to get something out here. Like, Yeah. No, I – it was kind of the same thing. I was on PlayStation, my buddy. I was trying to get the stream up on my computer, wouldn't load. And my buddy's like, 
yeah, Tavares is down. He's grabbing his head, and then he's like, oh, he's out cold. So I'm, like, freaking out, and I start checking all social media and stuff, and I just saw the knee, and, I, and him getting up made me sick to my stomach. That was bad. Riley's trying to win a game of Warzone while Tavares, while he's trying to watch Tavares <laughs> yeah, get up yeah. off the ice. Exactly, multitasking. <laughs> no, and to all the people that were saying Perry did that intentionally, come on. Know. Guys. <laughs> um, this guy said, if anyone thinks that was intentional by Perry, you have the IQ of a glazed donut. And I 100% agree with that statement. What? It was so fast. What it, What did what, you want him to do? What do you think? He's superhuman? Yeah. And they're friends, I get the guys, too. I get, I get the guys are in the reputation of being a bit of a pest and dirty player, but come on. I don't think even Perry knocking a guy out like that, I, I don't think he'd ever intend for that. Ever. No. I don't think yeah, there's a very few amount of players that would ever try to do that. Especially, like you said, like they're friends. They're, they talk off the ice. Like, why? And then the worst part, when people had finally accepted that it wasn't Perry's fault, they blame Sherrod for the hit, yeah, which was completely clean. It's bad. It's just so much. It's like sometimes things happen and you there's just no one to blame. And I think people need to understand that, but it's very hard for a lot of people to grasp that. Yeah, it's bad. Like, I felt bad for Devar's, you know, prayers to him. And I'm glad, you know, there's no structural damage, they said, mm-hmm. to his head or anything. He suffered two injuries, actually, to his knee, MCL, some MCL injury, and then a concussion, which I think was anyone could have predicted that yeah, from the... Very speed but you know it's it's a sport injuries happen as as much as they suck they do happen the game's it's the highest level of hockey the game's so fast as as rare as they are this stuff happens definitely felt bad for them but moving on from that first game what do you think about the rest of it i think it's going the way i predicted especially after that series they've been when that injury happened i felt toronto was probably going to lose yeah. just because like your friends kind of how do you play? Struggling. It's hard to play when you yeah. see someone get that hurt. Exactly. And then they came out game two, Toronto, and they played very well. They gave up the first goal, but then answered with with five unanswered, and they looked good. They looked like the Leafs. They looked fast. But honestly, I think it's been relatively close. Even yeah. in the – I know game two, Montreal got hammered with six straight penalties, which were all penalties. Yeah. I know some Habs fans were complaining. Penalties. They just couldn't get it together. I think – what maybe they could be justified complaining about there were some calls maybe missed on the league's behalf but yeah i like that is a big thing for me if you're gonna call it call it right don't don't mm-hmm. leave that stuff go at the same time it's not like montreal wasn't doing it so yeah oh yeah they were all infractions every single one i understood why the refs called it it was a clear penalty but yeah if you're a referee i i feel like they know this too you have if you set a precedent at the start of the game we're calling everything then call everything yeah. i don't care what you do if you're calling nothing, just yeah. make sure it's yeah. like that the rest Both of the game. Both sides, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, game two, yeah, I thought the Leafs played good. They came out better, and the Leafs have looked good this game, too. Habs have looked good. They've had some good chances on Campbell, too. And we talked about, actually, I think we talked about it just before the save price made tonight. Absolutely Gorgeous. incredible. Yeah, the goaltending on both ends have been great this series campbell's been really solid and price is on another level right now he's made some incredible saves and the one yeah tonight was oh i love seeing saves like that <laughs> we we talked about this too before the camera or the the mics went on but kelly rudy was talking about it in the intermission talking about oh yeah price like knew it was science behind it like he knew the elevation that spets was shooting at and maybe like part of that might be true like price is an elite goaltender but come on 
Yeah. yeah, that was all desperation getting that puck. There was a lot of luck involved save. in that save. Yeah, I mean, the stick makes up how much of the net. Yeah, Spezza <laughs> could have shot anywhere else, and yeah. it's a goal. Price is looking like uh, playoff form Price, which I think should be a reassuring thing for Habs fans, especially that AHL uh, game where he didn't do the best. But I think, you know, with these NHL goalies playing in the AHL, that's good. I feel like that's almost tougher for them, right? They're used to these top-end elite shooters with the puck coming. I mean, you're a goalie. You can, you know, talk about this probably better than I can. But going from different speeds of shots and different players, I mean, is that – yeah, that's got to be a tough thing to adjust to. It is a big, big difference. You don't notice it until it happens. Um, but yeah, when I've switched from different teams and I've moved up a couple tiers, you get so used to those high-speed shots that when you, you, you face someone that doesn't have like an absolute bomb of a shot, it's hard to read, and they, they go in yeah. a lot of the time. Like a flutter shot, you just don't know how to read it. It's a, yeah, so I, I didn't blame it at him at all for that. It's a weird situation. He was just trying to get warmed up, and clearly it worked. So We got... The thing with the Canadian division, too, um, it's the same thing with the Oilers and Jets. They're playing their second half. They're back-to-back tonight. They have to do this to try and catch up with the games. If you're the Leafs and Habs, in terms of the Leafs, do you maybe go with Frederick Anderson tomorrow? If you win this game, I think this game may determine a lot for for these teams on who they put in that tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with that, I think. Tonight will depend on that. I don't really have an opinion on that till after tonight. We'll have to see. I guess I can ask you as a goalie too. In ter- I don't know if you ever played. You definitely have played a back-to-back at least or yeah, game. Yeah, I've had a, a three years in a row where I was the only goalie on my team. So did did you like? Do you felt you needed that that second game off, or you felt you were good? Like I feel like, and they're NHL players, right? They're top-tier athletes. Of course, they're going to say, "Oh, I can play." You know, does it realistically is it a big factor in their performance? Well, most of the times I had a back-to-back, it would be in a tournament or something, so I usually was hungover, so that doesn't help my <laughs> situation. <laughs> but yeah, no, it definitely rocks you. If you're tired, and you know your whole team's oh, tired, but you can't take a break, it is it is definitely a lot harder. The only thing that helped you out was that the other team was probably just as hungover as you guys. Yeah, that was so... my only advantage, is hoping the other goalie was also hungover. <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome. <laughs> but a uh, good series it's been close it's been tight i've got the uh the leafs jersey on right now actually mitch marner on the back i think he's kind of got to step up his game a little bit here he's yeah he can as much as i love him man he can be frustrating there was one play he just danced through everyone right in the slot had a wide open shot left of, on the blocker side of price and now i'm gonna go behind the net <laughs> and then yeah. just look for a pass out front yeah i know i know he frustrates my mom a good amount of the time too even though she she yeah. likes him but she she gets annoyed by some of his plays yeah uh only thing he's got to start shooting more 100%. he he did that's why he was so good at the start of the season because he was going 50 50 he was shooting and he was passing no one knew what he was gonna do yeah. he's reverted back to just passing 100 percent of the time yeah when you get predictable like that it's it's tough you got to keep changing your game and Hopefully he can figure that out soon. Especially when the one guy you're passing to is a good guy to pass to, might I add, Matthews. But if everyone knows where the puck's going there, it's going to be a lot tougher to score. So switching up is definitely a big thing. I think we can leave it at that series, if unless there's anything else you want to add. No, nope, all good. And the final series, this is the final one, hey? I've, yes. We haven't missed one. I'll double check. But... The Oilers 
and the Jets. <laughs> My favorite series so far. I saw on Instagram today, and I forgot about this. In 2019, McDavid and his agent gave Ken Holland two years to write the ship in Edmonton. And since then, 2020, they lost in the play-in to the Blackhawks. Suck on that one, Edmonton. And this year, they're on the verge of getting swept in the first round to Connor Hellebuck. Well, first things first, you, you were mad that I gave Winnipeg so much hope. You said you, with mm-hmm. my two games, I, I clearly wasn't hopeful enough. No, um, <laughs> I don't think anyone was. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but um, no, it has been heartbreak over heartbreak in Edmonton, and it is not getting any better. And you got to be scared thinking about McDavid saying that he'll give you two more years and this being that second year. Yeah. If I'm an Edmonton fan, I'm sweating. I don't know what you're. What do you think? Like, it's you know there. It's been noted that McDavid is not a patient player in this regard. He wants to win, and understandably so. He's probably maybe entering or in the prime of his career right now, mm-hmm. and he has never been past the second round. And, and let's be real. I saw a thing on Instagram today. Out of 104 years of the league. Only four teams have come back from 3-0 down. Yep. It was, I, I think, let's see if I can it's remember like the teams Toronto. here. Islanders, Toronto. So, yes, it was the Leafs in 1942, the New York Islanders in 1975, and the Stanley Cup quarterfinals against the Pens, funny enough. The 20, it was Philadelphia. That was the team. 2010 Eastern Conference semifinals. Yeah. They came back from 0-3 down against Boston. And then the Kings and coming back against the Sharks in 2014. So, do they do it? Does McDavid pull something out of his ass here? I or? don't know how you come back after that last game. Because, like, the momentum shift on both sides is so huge from that. And Winnipeg looks amped up right now. Even with no fans in the building, they are rowdy and ready to go. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's going to be a sweep, but I don't think it, it goes much farther now. I don't look at it with the way the Oilers have been struggling to like really to score until that last game that they blew. I don't know how you take four games against Connor Hellebuck. I don't think he drops four games. He could, Yeah, he could take a break, two more games off, and then just come back for one and you're done. Because game one, the Jets won. Uh, they won in regulation. I think it was 4-1. I think there was an empty netter or two. Game two, it was a goaltending battle. Smith and Hellebuck battled to overtime and, you know, whatever, a shot off, got past Smith or whatever. And then last game, you're the Oilers. It's like, okay, we're in Winnipeg. By the way, love what Winnipeg did with the stands. They whited it out yeah, to kind of replicate nice. the fans. That was pretty dope. And uh, you're up 4-1. This was literally in the third this is Leafs Boston all over again, 2013, and <laughs> you blew it. You blew it. <laughs> yeah, we Ehlers um, scores. We were watching the game for a while there, and um, they went up 4-1. We walked away. We we're just hanging out. I was like, oh, I'm gonna check the score just to see what it's at. The game should be almost done. I checked. There's it's 4-4 with five minutes left in the third. I start freaking out. I, like, run back to the TV. It's going to overtime. And everyone that was over there was like, what do you mean it's going to overtime? We were with some Oilers fans, and they're like, no. No. <laughs> we were with some Winnipeg no. fans who come running out. They're like, it's going overtime? Oh, my God. So we turn the TV on real fast, basically just in time for 
the face-off goal by Ehlers, and yeah, that was a good uh, mix of emotions from the crowd there. <laughs> That's awesome. That's <laughs> We were at a, a friend's place yesterday just having some drinks, playing some beard arts or whatever, and I went inside, and on they her parents had the game on the TV. It was 4-1. Looking, I was like, okay, yeah, Edmonton's got this one. Figured they were going to explode here soon. So whatever, go out. And then I went back in later, like five minutes later, to grab something, and it's 4-4. And yeah. <laughs> my buddy... My buddy Jordan, who's a he's a big hockey fan, he was outside and I came out. I was just like, You're not gonna believe this. He looks at me, he's like, The Jets Jets come back or something? I was like, Yep. He's like, You're you're kidding. <laughs> and then and then they won and we it kinda like soured our night. We just both couldn't believe it. The everyone else there just like, Can you guys get over this? Like it's a it's a hockey game. Come on. But <laughs> no, it was we couldn't believe it. it. It was crazy. So Oilers Oilers Nation's not not happy right now. There's only there's two teams that are loving it. It's the Jets and Flames fans who right now are on pace to win as many playoff games as the Oilers, and they didn't even make it. So that'll... I think that's okay for any Flames fan, so... That'll that'll make their day. Any any final thoughts on the series before they play tonight? I mean, on the back-to-back, I don't know if Edmonton could recover, but anything to, to close off this? No, I was just going to ask you, what do you think? you think sweep tonight, or do you think it goes a couple more? I it's I ragged on the Jets so much at the start of this series. <laughs> you want to give them and some now I, red now? <laughs> and I think they're gonna I think they're gonna end it tonight, man. I don't. If you're Edmonton, you haven't even had 24 hours to process that, and you got to play them again. I just I don't see them getting it done. So well, I'll just read off our predictions here and kind of give a overview of how we've done after one week. So Riley, you had Toronto in six, which you're still looking good there. You had Edmonton in six, which, I mean, I think we can both cross that one off for <laughs> both of us. Uh, you had Washington in seven. Even though they went out in five, it was a close series. They it Games could have went either way. You have the Islanders in six, which is still possible the <laughs> Islanders winning. I, is it still 2-2 on? It is. It's going overtime. Going overtime. Colorado in six. We both kind of gave St. Louis credit that they could take a few games. Vegas and six could still happen if, you know, Talbot steals another game or whatever. Carolina and five. Nashville trying to repeat the same magic that they had in 2017. And Tampa Bay and six, which is, you know, sounding about right right now. Uh, I had the Leafs in seven. Oilers in five. We're just going to ignore that one. Boston in six. The Pens in seven. Uh, we had the same prediction, Colorado in six. I had Vegas in five. Carolina in five. As much as I wanted to pick a sweep, I picked five. I gave Nashville credit. And Tampa in six. Is there anything else you would like to talk about in terms of playoff hockey before we move on to no. some stuff outside? No, I think I'm all good on that end. So uh, Canucks news, a lot this week. Yeah, so Jim Benning coming back. Um, yeah, let's play. Let's play a quick game here. What third or fourth liner does Jim Benning give three and a half to four million dollars for five years to? <laughs> ah, Roussel. <laughs> Roussel. Oh, he's gonna. Oh, he's gonna resign Roussel yes. to to even more money. <laughs> yeah. He's not. He's not looking at free agency. He's gonna stay in house. Yeah, he likes that Roussel guy apparently. So. If you, if you're, 
if you're Canucks management, you do not let Jim Benning have his phone on free agency day. You don't. No, you really don't. I don't think you let him have a job. But. <laughs> oh, so so just to be clear, you are not no, a I fan like, of Benning. I like Travis Green. I don't like Jim Benning. Okay. All. Travis Green so, I'm completely but, fine with. But yeah, so tra- that even more Canucks news, Travis Green was extended, which I think was a good move for the team. What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I agree with that. That don't no problem there. And now the work begins to to get Pedersen and Hughes under contract and maybe shed some cap somewhere. I don't know if Benning's gonna try and buy some people out or not, but we'll see see yeah, where that goes. I'm a little scared for that. <laughs> um across the border in Alberta, there was a report that came out. This might have been this was a bit ago. I read this almost a week ago, but Chris Tanev who was probably the Flames' best defenseman. I think you can justify that one. One of the best Broke multiple ribs. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Broke multiple ribs and a pec muscle and only missed one practice. Legend. (laughs) Legendary, and if I'm a Flames fan, that worries me that he looked like one of the best players on the ice. (laughs) Yes, that is is very scary (laughs) news because he looked fine. Right, like I, I he powered yeah. through that, and um, we were all surprised that when that came out over here. So, yeah, he's a he was a workhorse for you guys in in Saddletown. So <laughs> seeing that report was pretty surprising to me, and I kind of looked. I was oh, oh. <laughs> you got some work to do this off season, Calgary. And lastly, on my end, I want to talk about one player because we haven't really talked about the Hawks lots. They've been pretty quiet, just kind of working through this rebuild here but i want to talk about lucas reichel who in the world uh tournament right now going on the world championships has been absolutely dominating for team germany blackhawks prospect and i've seen articles i've heard like uh, analysts and stuff say he's like the german mcdavid which i think is a a bit much but usually that's a heck of a comp yeah that's a that's a heck of a compliment to have though Pretty exciting news for Blackhawks fans. It's been a f- said in stone, essentially, that they're going to sign him this offseason. And I already can imagine he's going to be playing on the wing next season. So it's it's getting exciting in, in the Windy City, especially with kind of the surprise success they had with a lot of the young guys this year. Awesome. Yeah, no, I hadn't I haven't heard about that kid at all. But Another dynasty is slowly <laughs> coming. You relax It'll over happen. there. <laughs> I think people would... <laughs> People would lose their mind if that happened. It'd be like a Pittsburgh one yeah, this year. Exactly. Um, that is really all I had to talk about. I don't know if there was any news you had to share. No, I didn't take too much down this week because it was messed up getting ready for Maylong the whole week. Yeah, it was more liver preparation this week than anything. Mm-hmm. Lots of water drinking. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Clear stuff, maybe. Definitely not water. Um. I just want to I just want to say one thing. Uh, it's completely off topic, hockey related. But uh, this past last Monday, there was a wildfire that started here in just northeast of Prince Albert, very close to the city or whatever. A lot of people had to evacuate from their homes, power lines, and everything was damaged. It was a pretty scary situation for a lot of people. And I just wanted to send a thank you out to um, all the first responders and firefighters and air crew that helped fight it and get it contained and you know in a matter of days which with the conditions they were working with the the absolute dry weather we had and the wind 
um, the fact they got it under control, I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful that they, uh, they put in countless hours to put it out. So just wanted to send a thank you there. Yeah, that's good to hear. I hadn't, hadn't heard about that. So, and that is it. That's this week's episode. Episode number five. We are trucking along. This yeah. was a good episode. Almost an hour. This will be know. our longest episode yet. Toronto's also uh, just won the game, by the way. I turn around and see Cole Caulfield, I think, getting his shot blocked. So <laughs> he looked great tonight, though. He was fantastic. Yeah, he would have looked great in the other games, too, if they decided to play him. Yeah, that's something we forgot to talk about. Why did Ducharme try? I get they won game one, but why did he try Galaxy Braining that by leaving those three Weird. guys out? Weird move. <laughs> why? Why? <laughs> What know. are you trying to accomplish? Yeah, I got no explanation for that, but they did what they did, so. Yeah, and they have to live with it. So that's it for episode number five. For Riley Barton and Tanner Chuby, so long. Have a good week, everybody. Peace out. Peace out.